Happy Groundhog Day, everyone. Oh, wait, that's real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday is Groundhog's Day, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, happy Groundhog Day to you, too. <laughs> I doubt you have that in Croatia. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we have. Do you have any animal holidays? Um, Does Christmas count? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Cause, cause, oh, uh, Jesus, an animal? No, no, because of uh, the whole food, but no. No, uh, this is like celebrating Groundhog for some reason. The movie? I wish. Uh, the The holiday came first. Uh, <laughs> I wish, I wish it was the other way around. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the movie was so good that it inspired a holiday. <laughs> Apparently that actually happened with a different Bill Murray movie. Um, Scrooge? No, uh, Osmosis Jones. What? Uh, I forgot yeah. he was in that somehow. Yeah. There's the whole live action part. Wait, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, he, he was the sick dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was talking about going to this uh, Buffalo Wing Festival in Buffalo, and after that movie came out, I guess Buffalo was like, you know what, we should have a Buffalo <laughs> Wing Festival. Why I looked don't it up, we they have were like, this? Yeah, inspired by Osmosis Jones. <laughs> they have someone come in dressed as Osmosis Jones every year to kick it off. <laughs> uh, that'd be sad. What was the name of that pill guy? He's the one stands out in my mind. What was it? It was like, I forget the full name, but the 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 nickname they went with was Drix. Drix. Sounds yeah. awful. David Hyde Pierce. I really liked that movie when I was a kid. I did too, but it did gross me the fuck out. Like yeah. all of the live action parts where he was sick. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, there's a part where he has like a big zit. Yeah. Like pops and like splatters on someone's face or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the teacher oh while he's God. in school. That that made me nauseated. <laughs> I remember a really stupid detail when Osmosis Jones is uh, telling Drix how he used to make snowmen out of leftover paper towels. But... Oh. <laughs> I like how that stuck out to you. Yeah, that's, a, that's the thing that's, that's stuck in my mind after all these years. You're quoting it. <laughs> hey, remember Osmosis Jones and the paper towel snowmen? Yeah, dude, sure. <laughs> it's such a classic movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess today we're going to find out how long winter will be, even though we just got out of a polar vortex, United States at least. Oh, wait, uh, so, so you live near New York? Tyler, where are you? Uh, I used to live in upstate New York, but uh, actually today is the one-year anniversary of me living in Berkeley. It's in California. Wow. Congratulations. It seemed like just yesterday you moved out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. It's been more than... It's been 364 days more than yesterday. (laughs) 364 yesterdays. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't live in New York. I just was using that as like a time zone. Okay. It would be easier for you to look up. Uh, I live in um, North Carolina. Hmm. I would have never have guessed. (laughs) 
But yeah, like based on his uh, personality, his comics, it seems like a North Carolina boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can Always tell by the talking way. about barbecue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I can't stand it when uh, trans people go into bathrooms. Mostly because you're just jealous because you nobody lets you into any bathrooms. No, I'm banned from all public bathrooms. It's yeah. not fair. <laughs> Make a big old mess. They don't understand your art. My art. <laughs> Someone's pounding on the door. <laughs> they need to go to the bathroom. I am. You're interrupting my craft, <laughs> sir. Please respect my process. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, Croatia, man. Okay, well, uh, the scenery is beautiful. Uh, we're very poor. Excellent. Love it. Uh, I'll catch up to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the serious side, though, our tourism, actually everything along our coast is beautiful and it's well kept up. Where Croatia is? It's like uh, right across from Italy. Oh. Yeah, you know... Uh, oh, yes. I remember because... Uh... Obviously, during the World Cup, everybody was, like, focused on Croatia for a hot second. And uh, there was this picture going around of, like, Croatia being, like, the ultimate cock block to Bosnia. Because it, like, <laughs> it keeps going down and down and, like, cuts off Bosnia from being able to touch the coast. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, like, this tiny sliver that just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Fuck that. <laughs> I basically have family in the southmost part where they say fuck you to Bosnia. <laughs> Every day they wake up, open the window. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> it's like coming to America. Yes! Oh, fuck you too! Uh, I like your uh, like picnic flag too. <laughs> the red and white checkered pattern. Yeah, I completely forgot what the story behind that. The picnic flag? I'll just assume it was a Epic picnic. That way, it's, uh, it has something to do with chess, but why it's red and white, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's about chess. That's actually pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like the le- uh, the territory was decided by two generals. Uh, let's just decide this with a game of chess, shall we? <laughs> now, obviously, we're all about kids' books here. At the oh yeah, that's my job. So, tell us a little bit about like. You know, growing up, what kind of books you were reading? Were they mostly Croatian books, or did you get a lot of influence coming in from, you know, rest of Europe and, you know, United States? Um, well, growing up, we only had, well, I only had this uh, one Croatian book that I used to check out very frequently. And I don't know what's the translation, but in Croatian, it was Shegret Hlapic. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yes. <laughs> it's so well known. Shigit Kloppy. <laughs> it was about this kid uh, who got magical squishy boots, I believe. Wait, was it? You read this all the time, and you're like, yes, it's about... Uh, oh, fuck, what was it about? <laughs> <laughs> then I, remember, I remember the cartoon. Hey, this kid goes... Uh, he may, 
he's making shoes, and the dude who's his like master who employs him says that he made the shoes wrong, even though uh, the fault is it's the it was the master's fault, and then he uh he like uh runs away from home, meets a girl who has a pet parrot, and then they have this whole showdown with a really like dude that is dressed all in black and wants to steal shoes, I guess. <laughs> I think he was a bad guy because he sold tobacco. <laughs> it's very, as you can see, it's very complicated. <laughs> it's a very complicated like story. octopus. I need more shoes. <laughs> And I remember everybody in the cartoon adaptation being animals, and the main character was a mouse. Oh, they're all animals on top of that. Yeah. But he is a mouse who has a dog, and but the dog isn't in the same, like, uh, situation as all the other animals. Like, this is just a dog-dog, but oh, they... got, like, a Pluto, Mickey Mouse, Goofy yeah, situation. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. That's like, are there chicken that eat other ch- chicken type thing? Yeah, that's always kind of fucked up in, like, cartoons and kids' books when, like, everyone's animals, but they still have have pets somehow. Like, there's a hierarchy <laughs> of animals. Like, and, or, like, they, they're eating each other. Yeah, like, maybe it's something, like, about the education. Like, the animals, some animals aren't allowed to go to school, so they never learn. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Somehow this all sounds very Croatian. <laughs> yeah, uh, is, is this like a super popular book then? This, you know, it's got its own TV show, so it must be in Croatia. Yeah, yeah it was very popular. Yeah, back here is pretty big. I also mostly had translations from like or old fairy tales and such. Hmm. Yeah, like Grimm's fairy yeah, tale. Grimm. Brother Grimm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now what about like um, stuff from the United States? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure about kids' books. Definitely, there were some, uh, but uh, it was mostly cartoons, cartoons and video games from that point of influence. Oh, and movies, of course. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you've never heard of, uh, you know, as a ch- as a kid, uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog? Oh, I've heard about it. I just never understood why it was popular. <laughs> I don't think you're alone on that one. <laughs> I mean, you are like a, you're eating up this like story about and fucking shoes and shit, and then you're like, <laughs> look at this big dog, and you're like, what's the good about that? <laughs> Back to the shoes. <laughs> no, it's just it's it's so simple. He's dog. He's red. He's big. Why does yeah. everybody love him? <laughs> so we're talking kids' books. We're talking Clifford, because this is another meeting of the Hardly Boys Book Club, the podcast where fully grown adults read and discuss children's literature. I'm club president Justin Westover with club vice president Tyler Hendricks, and we have a new member here, Martin Rosner. Coming all the way over, he came all the way over from Croatia to join our club on his on his own expense. Because uh, he had some ideas for us. Uh, if you if you've noticed, we've been kind of dormant for a while, so we brought Martin on as our uh, PR rep. 
Uh, thanks for coming on, Martin. We appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate that you offered me this chance. Yes, we're not going to pay you at all. <laughs> oh, no, I expect this. I mean, I just flew over from creation. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think Tower and I made a big mistake hiring you, but it's too late now. <laughs> yeah, so we're happy to get back into uh, the swing of things, and we thought we would do a heavy hitter, one of the one of the big ones, you could say. In the kids' books world, at least the United States, Croatia hates hates this book. Hate is too strong of a word. It's too strong. Okay. Um, uh, is skeptical of this book. Skeptical yes, okay. of this dog. <laughs> Why it's so big and red? Uh, Tyler, what's your history with Clifford? Did you read Clifford the Big Red Dog as a kid? Uh no, I had never read a Clifford book, though because I. Kind of like I didn't really have cable a lot growing up. I did watch the cartoon despite it being mm-hmm. on when I was like thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> I watched some of that because like if I was at home and all there was on was like Judge Joe Brown or <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog, the I was cartoon. like, well, I guess I'll watch this cartoon. <laughs> Your friends over? Sorry, guys, I don't got cable. Uh... <laughs> you all want to watch Clifford? <laughs> Wait, so Clifford was first published in the 60s, and yeah. he's a big red dog. Yeah. Damn right. Is, is, is this some kind of like metaphor for communism? <laughs> yeah, oh my that's God. right. But everybody loves Clifford, mm. and they hate communism. He's No, you have to fight fire with fire. <laughs> oh. See, big red dogs aren't so bad, America. <laughs> no, he's... We were like, all right, the, the USSR is big and red. Well, you know what? We have a bit something big and red, too, motherfuckers. It's a dog. <laughs> a guard dog. No, just, I'm so surprised that that's what's popular. <laughs> Clifford? Yeah, Clifford. I, you know, I'm completely, like, as separated from the concept of a big red dog, so it's just, like, interesting to see it. I, for, the way you're describing it makes it sound like... The United States is obsessed with Clifford the Big Red Dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's our thing. <laughs> there's yeah, there's no a... bigger... He's bigger than Elvis. <laughs> Physically. Mickey Mouse. There's a fan club in each city. <laughs> it's just... just I know, I've heard it, like... I've never read it until recently. Mm-hmm. But I've always been, like, seeing the references to it on the internet. I was like... Okay, I get it. it's a big red dog, but why does everybody keep mentioning it? Well, I am in the same boat as Tyler. I de- I never read, I never like on purpose read uh, Clifford. It was usually read to me uh, as, as a little kid in you know like kindergarten and uh, uh, by your elementary butler? school. What? Like read to you by your butler? Yeah, read to me. <laughs> By my butler and my, all my servants. <laughs> Bring me the book, Rita, please. <laughs> no, not that book. If he doesn't do the voice right for Clifford, I throw him into a pit of fire. <laughs> Apparently Clifford talks. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember that. I I did watch the show like sparingly, but I I do not remember Clifford talking and just reading this book, he doesn't speak. How does that? How does that work? 
Uh, I think in the cartoon, like, he could only talk to his other dog friends. Mm. Like, one of them was voiced by Kel Mitchell. The other one was voiced by, like, some cartoon voice actor whose name I forget, but they've been in a lot of stuff. But uh, Clifford himself was voiced by John Ritter. Yes, which is crazy to me. Like, uh, when I was looking this up... (laughs) This, this this happens once in a while, but there was a movie based on the cartoon that came out in 2004. John Ritter also did the voice of Clifford for that. John Ritter died in 2003, and it said on there that that was his last major film role, and that movie was dedicated to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just... I don't know. When you have like this big career and you're known for like Three's Company and like other bi- bigger, better movies, it, it's kind what of, other bigger, better movies? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure he's in bigger, better movies than some cheap Clifford the Big Red Dog cartoon I, film. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like honestly, in the memory, I'm sure his biggest, like his biggest movie. Aside from that, it was probably Problem Child, which isn't... Hey, now that's a good movie. Now, if he would have died then, I think he would have been happy of having that movie dedicated to him. Even the <laughs> sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, it's just a little sad to me when like their last film role is just some kind of sad little bullshit role. And it's just like doing a voice, too. You know, He doesn't even appear in it. It reminds me of uh, uh, Small Soldiers. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, I love that movie. Okay. I loved it too when I was a kid. I thought it was awesome. It, it still holds up. Uh, I watched it like a couple years ago with my brother, and we like were struggling to get through that shit. We were like, hey, sure. We remember watching it as a kid. Let's fuck put it on, dude. Let's watch it. And like 20 minutes in, we were like catching each other's eyes, like, oh shit. <laughs> we made a mistake. <laughs> Are we going to do this? Are we going to see, see this through? <laughs> but yeah the CGI holds up great especially and that was Phil Hartman's last major role I wonder if in the credits it's like in the memory of it is in the memory of Phil Hartman in the arms of an angel starts playing <laughs> and like if you watch that Phil Hartman is phoning it in so hard he looks so dead inside like <laughs> god fucking damn it I can't believe I'm on this piece of shit movie <laughs> and then he gets killed by his wife and that movie was dedicated to him wait that happened? yeah yeah yeah. he was murdered by his wife in real life and in the movie which and is in the movie <laughs> <laughs> he was married to a small soldier <laughs> so wait Clifford gets married in the movie what? there's so much Clifford Clifford lore I'm Unaware of Clifford lore. <laughs> you got I like mean, the I... compendium. You got yeah. deep. It's like Lord of the Rings level. You know, it's more like Dark Souls type shit. Because I got, I need to piece it all together from only tiny bits of information you guys are giving it, giving yeah. me. Yeah, and uh, much like Dark Souls, uh, Clifford carries a sword in his mouth and will attack you if you get close to his his owner's grave. Now is that in Dark Souls? Uh, I think that's in Dark Souls. I've never played a Dark Souls game. That's just like one thing I have vague recollection of seeing somebody play. 
I tried to get into that game, but it's you know it's famously like brutal and unfair. It's more like cheap than anything. Yes, because when you actually learn like the mechanics and how to play it, and then learn the stages, it's uh, quite a breeze. Uh, it's still cheap though, and uh, I don't want my games to be like you just walking along and all of a sudden something drops from the ceiling and kills you instantly. Like, ah, you should have known, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, I still like the games, but I think they're cheap as hell as in a few parts. I ain't got time for that shit. But Clifford uh, does. Clifford? Yeah, Clifford loves Dark Souls. Oh, <laughs> God. I I really yeah. hope. I love the idea of, like, Clifford, like, the character as a Let's Player, like, that's something that, like, PBS kids would put together or something, like, like how they do, like, the, the Barbie vlogs, where it's, like, Barbie and Ken vlogging, and you're supposed to think that they're, like, real-life characters or something. But, yeah, but with, like, they're tra- like, how do we reach kids now? Well, yeah. they're big into watching video game streamers. Let's make Clifford uh, a video game streamer. <laughs> oh, you didn't see the announcement trailer? It came out like a week ago. It's Clifford plays Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, he ends up saying something very racist. <laughs> About creation. Yeah. He gets shot uh, in the <laughs> game and just goes off. <laughs> it's the, it's, the episode's called Clifford, Clifford's Big Apology. <laughs> speaking of clifford lore uh let's get to uh, a bit of the history here not much um surprisingly because in the united states at least uh for some reason and it, it's great having an outside view like look into like martin you're like your view of like why the fuck is clifford the big red dog popular great question i don't know but he's one of the biggest children's book characters in the United States. Started in 1963 and was written by Norman Bridwell. Uh, and he what? made his... I thought he was Birdwell. No, see, that's the thing is... Uh, so the the setting for the books are like this weird island. And it was apparently when the girl gets the dog... They originally are like supposedly living in like New York apartments, and the mom's like, "Well, this is no place to have a giant dog." So they uproot their whole lives and move to this island so they have space for their dog. And the name of the island is Birdwell, and it's a little play on his on his name, Birdwell. Yeah, but why? It's now, there's shit. no way you can tell me that that isn't a deep lore. That's just... Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I won't deny it. It is deep lore. And yeah, Tyler, great question. Why? We'll be saying that a lot. <laughs> so on the Wikipedia page, there's a great line, and it's <laughs> it has a citation needed at the end of it. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> second fucking sentence on this page. Mm-hmm. It says, Bridwell himself... Uh, had a dog he based the stories on. However, his pet canine was neither big nor red. <laughs> Citation needed. <laughs> oh, all right. 
Imagine the contro- contro- controversy. Did I say it yeah. right? <laughs> they show a pi- they someone like digs up a picture of him with his dog. Hey, wait a minute. No, it's not a dog. <laughs> the dog's it's tiny. A- <laughs> it's not a dog. It's just a fat cat, and it's like. Oh, now that would be. They would be rioting in the streets if it was a cat this whole time. A little bitty <laughs> cat. <laughs> Fucking fraud. <laughs> tear up uh, that grave. Yeah. Uh, there's also, yeah, uh, that citation needed thing. Like, um, there another another origin story of Clifford was just that, like, uh, he was like showing some drawings to an editor. Uh, an editor like picked out a drawing of like, uh, like a girl standing next to kind of a big dog, and he was like, maybe there's a story there. <laughs> and they yeah. just, yeah. So, one interesting origin story for Clifford, <laughs> huh? Hey, that's a real big dog. You can make a story about that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Imagine it went exactly like that. The both of them were like, oh, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Yeah, like, eh, fuck it. And then it's a huge hit, and they're <laughs> just like, "What the fuck?" All right. Imagine the like really angry guy writing about small cats, and he's like, "God damn it, <laughs> fucking shit!" <laughs> All this, I voted my life to this, and what people wanted was the exact opposite. And this is well-trodden territory. Uh, um, in another book that Tower and I read, um, by uh, what's the fuck's his name? Uh, <laughs> Doctor Seuss. His name. It's citation needed. Not Doctor Seuss, one that gets confused with Doctor Seuss. Uh, go dog go. Oh yeah. The book's called Go Dog Go. Um, that's all about different, varying different different sized dogs and different colored dogs. And there's a big dog in that one too. So, I don't know that this in the sixties people were rabid for cats and hats, big ass dogs, talking bears. It was prime time for weird animals. Um, so yeah, the the he gets that suggestion, he makes the book, and boom, that becomes his career for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's what what I'm noticing here is what's really weird. He like didn't publish that often. The Clifford books weren't published that often until 1990, when it just just exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, what 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 happened, America? What what happened, America? <laughs> it used to be something. <laughs> cranking out Clifford books. Yeah, I um, I'm not sure what happened. I know that like. I don't know if it's the cause or if it's an effect of whatever caused everybody to uh, to like Clifford suddenly, but I know like right before the nineties, like in around like eighty eight or eighty nine, there was uh, they Scholastic put out like a series of uh, videos featuring Clifford. Uh, there were like basically just like an earlier version of like the cartoon series that came in like the early two thousands, but just straight direct to video. My my guess is that has something to do with it, some combination of those tapes being popular, like money signs appeared on somebody's face, and I mean I don't even know if Bridwell was behind all of those books because what ends up happening with a lot of these books is, you know the 
original author gets the ball rolling and then once you know they're big like they become a big popular kids book series just an army of like ghost writers show up and just yeah. take over and just churn it out just it's all like just volume like we need <laughs> like we need one for each quarter of every year <laughs> <laughs> or we're going under <laughs> Yeah, because like in 1991 alone, they put out five books, and the titles on these are always uh, generally the same. It's always like Clifford's blank. Yeah, uh, it's like Clifford, I love you. Clifford, we love you. Clifford loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Clifford celebrates Hanukkah. Yeah, that's a, that was the last one. Yeah. The last oh, one was he celebrates Hanukkah. Oh, this one is interesting. Clifford learns about taxes. Clifford goes to jail Uh oh (laughs) Getting on Ernest's territory Um, My favorite was Clifford's Furry friends It was like they were Way ahead of the curve there (laughs) They knew Furries were going to be in vogue soon (laughs) They were way ahead of their time. They yep. were streets ahead. Um, but we uh, for this meeting, we just read the OG, the original. Uh, it's just titled Clifford the Big Red Dog. And this is what introduces the, the world to Clifford. Uh, came, like I said, it came out in 63. And it actually took him two years to come out with a sequel to this. And then after that, it was off to the races. Wait, um, wait, the second one is Clifford gets a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking freeloader. Wait, wait. <sighs> See, well, he's supposed to represent communism. And the second book is supposed to show, like, it's better to enter the world of capitalism and participate. And <laughs> that greed <laughs> is good. <laughs> I noticed a glaring continuity error. So in 1966, they released Clifford. You are into the lore, man. Damn. Yeah, I'm. I'm researching this deep. I wanted to be prepared. <laughs> so they released Clifford's Halloween in 1966, but then in wait a minute, uh, in 19, 1995, they released Clifford's first Halloween, mm-hmm. the prequel. Yeah, in in Clifford's Halloween, uh, you know, he's referencing stuff, and you're just like, "What is he talking about?" And then finally, they go back and explain it all, like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, so it's basically like Kingdom Hearts. Got it? Yes. Well, I think they do have like a number of those Clifford books that are like about Clifford as a puppy. So that Mm -hmm. that could be Clifford's first Halloween is him as a puppy. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, that's it's also, that's also what that... they did after uh, after John Ritter died. They had a, a Clifford cartoon that was about him as a puppy, so they could have somebody else voice Clifford. Which is strange to me. Like, I appreciate the respect to John Ritter there, but it's like it's a kids' cartoon show, and you're just voice acting. Mm-hmm. It's like no one can do it like John Ritter could do it, I and mean, he is <laughs> Clifford. We can't go on. (laughs) (laughs) We can't sully his memory. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and uh, so the the first book, you know, it's called Clifford the Big Red Dog. That's the hook, right? He's he's fucking big. He's fucking red. You know. The sixth book, okay, and there's eighty books total. I should say <laughs> this exp- this like spanned beyond uh, Norman Bert Bridwell's lifespan. He died in 2014, so this this took up his entire life. Uh, the sixth book is called Clifford the Small Red Puppy, <laughs> 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 taking away possibly the most important component of this character. He has no personality. His size is his personality. <laughs> but what about the collar? He's still a red puppy. He is, yeah, he is red. He's got that going for him, but he's tiny. I, I gotta look that up and see. I gotta read that one and see, like, how big of a puppy he is. Is he, like, the size of a normal dog? Who knows? <laughs> um. So the other major character uh, introduced even in the very first book is the owner of Clifford. And her name is Emily Elizabeth. A little eight-year-old girl. And uh, she is named after uh, Bridwell's daughter. Exactly. Like, that's her her name. And Uh, she she happened to be a big red dog. (laughs) (laughs) That was yeah. the twist. Paradoxically, um, I wonder if like she has like any animosity about that, you know? Because you got Winnie the Pooh and the horrible, horrible life that Christopher Robin led, being oh, yeah. in you know forced into his his dad's book. I don't know. I don't know if she holds a grudge against him or not. That'd be interesting. Uh, but I don't think anybody really cares about this character at all. It's all about oh. Clifford, baby. <laughs> uh, and one last thing. Uh, somehow Clifford became synonymous with our friends at Scholastic, who, you know, they're legend. They publish pretty much all of the major kids' books in the United States. The, the vast majority of the ones that we've read on this book club. Uh, so much so that he's the official mascot of Scholastic. I, I find it so weird, you know, because it's the industry of children's book, but th- there's such a cold, stone-hearted-like company behind it. It's like, yes, we are very well-versed in producing p- books for children to enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's just so, you know, it's not supposed to be warm books and all that, and it's just a big business behind it. Well, yeah. Well, Tyler and I have talked about this before, where Scholastic has wormed, like, wiggled their way into, like, all facets of our educational system. Uh, So much so that, uh, without, you don't even think about it anymore, where they will send out, uh, the book fair flyers to kids. Uh, that has like like pretty much, it's pretty much just like a buyer sheet for you to order books from. So they are like direct marketing to little kids. They have no concept of money. 
<laughs> and have them like take orders for books and shit in class. And they have a stranglehold on that. And it's all like sunny and warm and it's, you know, it's got that veneer of, you know, we're helping kids read and fall in love <laughs> yeah. with literature. Which they yeah, do helping kids way. read even though like some of the books they offer are just like the Guinness World World Records book or whatever, just things that aren't actually even published by Scholastic they have available for some reason. Yeah, a lot of it's trash. A lot of it's just like they know like the kids are gonna buy it because it's flashy and weird and cool and has like no educational value whatsoever. <laughs> like for example, I bought a book like that. It was like, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not or something similar to that. And the only reason why I got the book was because it came with a little, like, novelty glass skull. <laughs> one of those crystal skulls. <laughs> and as <laughs> that we know, all I cared about. <laughs> and as we know, kids love their crystal skulls. <laughs> kids love Clifford the Big Red Dog and crystal skulls. That's what the United States is all about. My two main ho- hobbies yep. right next to each other. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure when I got the book, I just like fucking threw that right in the trash and then just like petted my skull <laughs> up on my mantle. Yes, then... yes, <laughs> the power. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and Clifford's at the head of all of this, peddling his shit to you. Gridwell uh, going out. You can't. I can't believe you're doing this to our children. No, no one says that. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Yay, Scholastic! We love you." And yeah, and if like they told us in school, if you don't buy a book, if you don't buy a book, if you don't convince your parents to buy a book, Clifford will show up to your house, and he will trample you. He will crush you under his massive weight. <laughs> Clifford will fu- he will murder you and your family unless you get a fucking book out of this. You hear me? <laughs> this ain't a joke. <laughs> You've seen how big he is. Yeah, most of those third graders were terrified. Some of them found a new fetish. <laughs> I want to be crushed by a big dog. <laughs> Just imagine like a tiny kid in the back called Jackson screaming, I want to be crushed by a big dog. <laughs> Why did you specifically give him the name Jackson? <laughs> I didn't know Jackson seemed like a fun name. <laughs> when I think of a kid who wants to be crushed by a big dog, I think of Jackson. <laughs> uh, what uh, yeah, now if I meet a Jackson now, it's going to be in the back of my mind. I bet this motherfucker likes to be crushed. I'm just saying, yeah, Jackson's a very popular name in Croatia. Yeah, and they're all freaks over there. They're all fucking <laughs> freaks. Well, <laughs> look, you keep your big red dogs. We'll keep our shekerts. Our what? Uh, no, our shekert chlapich. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. our shekert. We'll keep our shoe boy. <laughs> um, so let's get right into the book. Uh, let's start off right here with the cover, because that's all you need. You look at the cover here. Done deal. There's like no, there's not even like any mystery about it. It's just all there, baby. Uh, it's got that classic font that we all know and love from our Clifford books, and 
it just says, you know, Clifford the Big Red Dog. We get a, a, a nice drawing here of, wouldn't you know it, a big red dog. <laughs> Looks kind of like a basset hound or something. He's got those floppy hound ears and the big schnoz. And so to give you scale, so you know it is truly big, we have uh, we have a little girl who we are introduced to in the book uh, on his back, giving his head a hug, looking absolutely tiny. And he's just sitting out in like a big grassy field. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Sold. And a little plug on this. This is a, probably obviously a newer edition of this book because it's got a little plug saying to watch Clifford on television. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it just says see Clifford on TV. It doesn't like say like yeah. specifically what channel or when or just, just turn your TV on. on TV. <laughs> It'll show up eventually. <laughs> If you stay long enough. No, I, I have uh, something I want to say about, like, uh, we'll get to that part. There's something that yeah. really, like, stuck out to me in the book, and I was like, why? Was it like a snowman built out of paper towel or anything? <laughs> no? No, worse. Oh, God. I can't imagine. So, yeah, we, then after that, we jump right into the book. So, Tyler... Uh, please introduce us to our heroine for this journey. Okay. Well, uh, it starts off in introducing us to young Emily Elizabeth, uh, and it, it's just a, it's just a drawing of a girl waving, saying, I- "I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I have a dog." <laughs> yeah, this is definitely uh, on the younger side of, this, of the spectrum. Uh, as far as the target market, so the uh, sentences are pretty straightforward. Doesn't even try to rhyme in this book. It's kind of yeah. like Go Dog Go once again, where it's just like, "There's the thing. You see that thing? Well, I'm describing a thing that you see." And it also shows her uh, riding around in one of those weird ass, like, proto skateboards. Then the only other time I've seen one of these is in Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future. Yeah. Wait, that that thing was real? Yeah. Well, based on this and when, on Back to the Future, which is mostly set in the 1950s America. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've outside of those two things, I've never seen this before. It's a really weird, like toy, to me. It looks like a ski with like little roller skate wheels and then a huge box in the front of it and a handle, like a two by four handle for the kid to hold on to as they like pretty much use it as like a scooter. Yeah, it looks like uh, something homemade. I don't yeah. know if it's... Yeah, yeah, that was what I was thinking. I mean, that was like a big thing that parents made for their kids back then. You know, like a tree house or you know, like something like like. Hey, will you make me one of those bibbly bops, <laughs> scooter magoos? No, Jackson. <laughs> Jackson, man, could you like build a giant dog and set it on top of me? <laughs> God, why did we name you Jackson? <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, we. 
Emily just kind of like slowly introduces herself and her dog uh, by saying, she says she has a dog, and then she says, my dog is a big red dog. Uh, Here's the thing. This would be more fun if the book cover didn't totally gave it away. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it was like the book cover was this artwork where you're just seeing like a huge dog ass and a tail. <laughs> a little bit left to the imagination. But you already know what the fucker looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that like... Dog ass is like pointed at you. You see its asshole. Detailed drawing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought this was supposed to be some sort of fake out, like, because, um, like, the next page, it says, like, other kids I know have dogs, too. Some dogs are big dogs, and, like, you see a dog that is, like, kind of reddish, kind of big, but... Kind of has an asshole for a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, but, no, it's, they're, they're all looking up at something. What are they looking up at? This large... There's something wrong with this drawing. All right off the bat, okay? Okay. You look you like look at this drawing. Mhm. You see his tail and his leg. Yeah. And then you don't see anything beyond that. So he must be like sitting straight up. Mm-hmm. There's like not much space for this body to go. <laughs> it, gets, it would get awfully narrow real fast. <laughs> this looks like the monster from Looney Tunes, the big hairy oh, red one. Yeah. Yeah. It does. No idea what that thing's called, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I wanted to say Sweetums, but that's the name of the monster from the Muppets that looks kind of like that. Sweetums. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just as generic as Clifford. It's just like called the Big Red Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it, we got a move here. We got a deadline. Big Red Monster. (laughs) Because, <laughs> okay, so then you turn the page right, and then all of a sudden he's sitting like how a dog normally sits, filling up like all of the space. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what the fuck is going on in that previous page? What? Like, that has to be a fuck up, right? Probably. I, mean, I don't know. That's. Eh, whatever. It's, it's a fucking dog. Yeah, like one of the most <laughs> famous. Kids book dog characters in the world, and the artist like fucks up page two in <laughs> drawing him. Yeah, they, they didn't uh, expect it to be read by many people. That's that's, a, that's what they true. were going for. What they were going off of so far is a doodle and someone going, "Hey, give that a shot." <laughs> yeah, you Turn think somebody's gonna pages. like it? Oh, I'll try it. Look, we're going to test it on my son, Jackson, so he likes mm-hmm. it. Ah, yeah. More, <laughs> Daddy, more. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so it yeah, it just it keeps going. Some some people have dogs. Some people have red dogs, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then eventually she's like, oh, I've got the biggest, reddest dog on my street. Oh, I, I don't like that she specifies street. Like, not anything larger than that, like. There could be other big dogs out there on the next street, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, she lives on Three Mile Island. There's, like, a nuclear reactor plant nearby, so <laughs> insanely-sized dogs are, like, a norm where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> my dog has the most heads on my street. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's just the biggest dog that's red. They have them like in the <laughs> yeah. ball collars. Yeah, there's some big ass blue dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, but then finally we get the introduction. This is my dog, Clifford. So we see this big ass dog. She's sitting on his little paw, yeah. and uh, and they're like riding around and stuff. Pretty basic book. Uh, there's oh, yes. not a whole lot that happens in this book. No. It's just kind of like, hey, here's a bunch of drawings to look at this dog that's big. Yeah. Uh, they they, uh, they make a meal of this, of a, do- a dog being big for the yeah. rest of this book. Uh, and I forgot to mention the name of Clifford. The history behind it is pretty bizarre. So it's it's claimed that he's based this off his dog, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not named after his dog. It is named after the imaginary friend of his wife. What? Yes. Yeah, originally he wanted to call it Tiny. And they're like, that's fucking dumb. I know, name it after his wife's like, I know, name it after my imaginary friend. (laughs) Drop dead Fred the big red dog. (laughs) I imagine he's like having an art block. He can't think of the name for the dog, and his wife comes up and asks, Darling, what are you doing? How do you know Marjorie just just can't come up with a goddamn name? <laughs> Clifford. Okay. <laughs> We're done. You He's are my- trying to like go off of like some wordplay there. She's like, No, Clifford. Whatever. He'll shut you up. <laughs> hey, it was it was the sixties. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they then they have a lot of fun. She throws a stick. Uh, he comes back with a cop's uh, billy club. Mm-hmm. He, drag, he drags the cop with him. Yeah, uh, very the- very funny comedy of errors and ha 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 ho ho ho. Uh, he slaps. Uh, yeah, uh, they play hide and seek together, and she's like, I- "I'm super great at hide and seek. I can find him no matter where he hides." And he's Bigger than a house, trying to hide Poor behind dog. it. Though, you know what? I'm impressed. I've never seen a dog trained to play hide-and-seek. That's yeah, Clifford's smart as hell. Yeah, well, he's got a big brain. <laughs> <laughs> that's what does it. Yeah, uh, Great Danes are infinitely smarter than chihuahuas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the bigger you make the dog, the smarter it gets. You make the brain bigger. <laughs> and what's why whales are the smartest animals on the planet? Best of crossword puzzles, definitely. <laughs> the ultimate test of intellect. <laughs> uh, then we have a bit of like torture. I'm gonna call it torture. <laughs> Elizabeth's a little fucked up. Uh, so. Uh, she says that uh, they go out and camping, and they don't need a tent. Why don't they need a tent? Because <laughs> she uses Clifford as the tent, and so she, you know she has Clifford like uh, using mainly his head over her, and then like puts like sticks up two sticks, like forcing his ears up, like stabbed into his ears. <laughs> Those are earrings. Right. And uh worst of all, she thinks it's okay to have a campfire 
directly underneath Clifford's head. <laughs> and there's like smoke going up into his face. And he looks concerned. He looks like he's being affected by this smoke. <laughs> like, hey, this, uh, I, I'm having a hard time breathing. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure about having a campfire right under underneath me? Emily was really hardcore. I can imagine her being 16, smoking, and just like blowing the smoke into Clifford. Yeah, like right into his fucking face. <laughs> he likes it. He's used to it. Yeah, he doesn't mind. He's coughing and gagging. Look, I just want to point out this stage. This stage. This stage. This page stuck with me because her bed is on his arm, but his arm is kind of below his upper lip. So she probably gets a lot of dog spit on her while she sleeps. Well, that's his only revenge. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, it's like sleeping, sleeping out, like normally camping. And then, you know, it rains a little, you know, it's just nature. No big yeah, like deal. Normally when you go camping, you have your campfire inside of your tent. <laughs> yeah. You to do. <laughs> you breathe in deep. Uh... And then you set your alarm because you want to wake up early when yep. you're camping so that you can... It, can you see, it's like directly below his ear. But Yeah, so they would like be blaring in his ear. I'm telling you, he's a pretty cruel owner. <laughs> Not the best owner. He's I like mean, has a... <laughs> it's nice of her to take pity on this big dog because I'm sure it's hell to like keep this dog fed. And like pick up after him, but she makes she doesn't make it easy for Clifford. Uh, skipping ahead, uh, she goes on to say how he's not perfect. Oh yeah, and here's all the, his uh, his bad habits. <laughs> so, this is maybe the funniest joke in my opinion. In this book, is uh, he runs after cars. And he actually catches some of them. And he's got the car, like, in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and the driver's just, like, resigned himself and angrily looking at the dog. He's got the weirdest looking, like, weirdest look on his face. And it is a good play on, like, how dogs that chase after cars. And, like, the saying of, like, a dog wouldn't know what to do if it actually caught up to the car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now we know. So yeah. Please notice how he has human teeth. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> like you were like saying, please, please. Tell me <laughs> I'm not crazy. Human teeth. That's the strangest part about him. Not that, not his size or his color. His his weird human teeth. Look, yeah. if you're big and red and your teeth are that of a human, I think that's the part of be like, why? Like I said, I said, I said earlier on, there's going to be a lot of whys in this episode. <laughs> why? I honestly, I think it's weirder when it's like an animal that's not supposed to have teeth. So like Daffy Duck and Donald Duck, when like re- like once like sometimes they don't have teeth, and then sometimes they have a full set of human teeth. It, it throws me a little bit. Yeah, I bet they're kind of like crocodiles when they're just growing them out and then falling out again. Yeah, that's what it is. 
We'll say that for Clifford, too. <laughs> Clifford, the big red dog crocodile. With crocodile teeth. Um, He chases I, after cats. I actually like this part. This was, like, genuinely for me. This was your favorite joke? Yeah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat is a lion in a zoo. Mm-hmm. And the and lion then, is terrified, of course. And, of course, the, the zookeeper is angry, just like the other guy. Mm-hmm. Can't believe this big dog. So they're not allowed at the zoo anymore, apparently. Uh, uh, well, I mean, when is a dog ever allowed in the zoo? Yeah, I don't... Size? I don't <laughs> I think dogs should be allowed at the zoo because uh, then I'd go to the zoo so I can pet dogs. You would go to a zoo. Uh-huh. So, like, the the big hook of a zoo is exotic animals you can't normally see. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like giraffes, lions, zebras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your big, your, your big hook would be perhaps the most common pettable animal in the United States. That's right. <laughs> It's a compensation. Like, look, look, if you, if you, if you could pet a giraffe, then yeah, I'd I'd go to a zoo that lets me pet a giraffe. But zoos just say they say, hey, look at these animals. You can't get anywhere near them, though. Might as well be watching a YouTube video. Yeah, because if you do, guess what? They get shot. <laughs> Rest in peace, Harambe. <laughs> Just imagine, like, next to each cage, there's a dog, and, like, we're sorry that you can't pet the animals as a compensation. <laughs> Please pet the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <Our deepest laughs> Look at and the, the dog is dressed up like the animal, like it's yeah. got a little giraffe costume on. Yeah, like, all right, you can you can look at the gorilla, but just pet the dog. Pretend you're pe- you're petting the gorilla. <laughs> That's a service dog. dog a banana. <laughs> give the dog, yeah, give the dog the banana. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to give dogs bananas. Um, Tower, let me tell you about a little thing called dog parks. It's oh. like a zoo, but it's all dogs, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm aware of them. I'm not allowed here anymore. Oh, jeez, what'd you do? Uh. I was just just like Clifford. I chased after the dogs. You, it, it was a of mice and men kind of situation. Yeah, I yeah. pet the dogs. <laughs> I pet the dogs. Tyler, not too hard. <laughs> oh dear! Imagine him just being dragged out of the dog park and still yelling, "I pet the dogs!" <laughs> no, he was shot. He was, well, they tried to they tried to shoot him. <laughs> they couldn't put him down. I am not calling you a simpleton tower. By the way, so also he digs up flowers, um, which is really not that. This one's not as crazy. They're just like bushes. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It would have been a little funnier if it was like a tree, I suppose. But they're just like little bushes. Uh, he chews shoes, but it's like the display of a shoe repair shop. Yeah, one of those large novelty shoes. Y- yeah. <laughs> His human teeth on full display here. And then w- perhaps my favorite drawing in the book now. Um, 
It's not easy to keep Clifford. <laughs> he eats and drinks a lot. And this just is just body horror. <laughs> I don't know. This is Cronenberg levels of uncanny valley weirdness. It's his like face is all droopy and melted and he looks really sad. He looks strung out. Like he's he's got that heroin vibe going on. <laughs> and his tongue is filled with little chocolate cupcakes. And then she is pouring hot tea directly onto his tongue. <laughs> yeah, uh it's I I feel like maybe he looks so sad because he's just like she only feeds him chocolate cupcakes and tea and he's had like no proper nutrition for years <laughs> he's horribly malnourished he's got horrible diarrhea because of all the chocolate <laughs> it's to it's to keep his size in check if they actually fed him that would he would grow even bigger <laughs> <laughs> it would turn into like this is a very specific reference but it one of my favorite cartoons where it's like a dog and a bird and I don't know what's causing it. It's like a uh, some kind of gun or something that makes you grow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw this, but they keep like shooting each other. Yeah. And they keep trying to like get bigger than the other one to the point where like they're almost the size of the planet. And I don't know how it ends, but I think it ends horribly. So it's it's, it's kind of like that. It, once it gets too big, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> Perhaps Emily's a hero. Yeah, pouring hot tea on someone's tongue. <laughs> and that's his only drink. Uh, uh, this is a picture you frame on the wall. It, it's a good conversational starter. So what do you think about my body horror picture? <laughs> yes. This is not... Shock you. Hmm. Um, so he has a big dog house. Yeah. That's, and the joke here is it's it's bigger than her house. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, also like a, a very large dog bowl. Yeah. It's like it, the size of a pool. Yeah, I was about to say that that's their pool, actually. Not necessarily. Because uh, uh, later on, she gives him a bath, and I'll oh, just jump to that. Uh, that's not well. That's somebody else's pool, clearly, because you notice there's nothing in their backyard. Yeah, well, they it looks just like live she lives in, in a, like, a barren wasteland. Void. <laughs> yeah, the I'm only just... place you can keep a giant dog is the green void. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's probably the public pool. I mean, when you have a big red dog, who's gonna say no to you? <laughs> yeah, she's like a nightmare in this in this town. I mean, the previous page, he's actually trying to scare off some children. Yeah, well, not not all children, just the bad boys. <laughs> I imagine Clifford barking at Will Smith. At Will Smith? <laughs> oh yeah, Will Smith's just not a bad boy. He's, he's one of America's sweethearts. Bad boys and Martin. Sh- What's his name? Is it Martin Short? Uh, Martin Short. The the character, or the the actor who played uh, in the movie Clifford, that not about the dog. Wait, what? 
Oh, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a there's a there's a movie called Martin Short is I, I don't know why why did you say Martin, Martin Lawrence Short? Martin Lawrence oh. perhaps oh. the most incorrect person ever for that character <laughs> <laughs> fucking Martin Short could you imagine Martin Short with Will Smith boys uh I I'd love that yeah. Uh, they are making a bad boys three, so you know maybe, maybe Martin Short will show up. Yeah, Martin, he's retired. Martin Lawrence, he's retired. We had to bring in another Martin to fill the role. <laughs> I was actually really close to getting cast. Yeah, and it is like any we need a Martin. Any Martins out there, <laughs> call him up. Uh, yeah. This sentence says, "The bad boys don't come around anymore." <laughs> and the bad boys in this world you would think it's like some dudes with like leather jackets and jeans and you know biker boots and they're smoking cigarettes uh no it's like the nicest looking boys it's like one they're both wearing like dress shirts and dress pants and one has his hair and like uh like a flat, like a nice flat top. And everyone has like his hair done up nicely. <laughs> <laughs> those yeah. are the bad and boys. Those are the bad boys that Clifford's fucking pissed at. But on the yeah. previous page where like there's a a classic like cat burglar type guy. Like like he's just wearing like the, the domino mask and everything trying to steal a piggy bank. He just kind of like opens an eye and looks at him and that's it. I just want to point out that the safest place... Like the sa- I'm gonna guess that's the girl's money is with the dog. I don't think that's like the family savings. Yeah. No, nope, it is. I keep it all in the piggy bank. <laughs> so so he's the, basically the the thief is trying to steal from a little girl. Like what's yeah. in there? Like two dollars. She's actually quite rich. She sh- she has like a protection racketeer uh extortion ring going on. She goes to various businesses in her town. Like nice shoe repair shop. It'd be a shame if anything happened to it. It'd be a shame if a big dog showed up and destroyed your shop. Please, this is all I've got. I can't feed my family. Well, that's not my problem now, is it? Put it in the piggy bank. No, she's seen on a fortune. Yeah, it's actually the shop owner coming back for revenge. <laughs> uh, I, and we haven't seen her parents yet, so I don't know. Maybe that's all she's got. Living on her own and torturing dogs. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't she really say and... how old she is. We just assume she's like a little girl. Yeah, in, in this book, I mean, this is all. This is the first book, so this is all you know. They don't say how old she is. I guess later on they establish that she's eight. But for now, it's just an undefined little girl who lives by herself and has a big dog. I love how you say they establish she's eight. Like, that's canon. And I I guess. In the (laughs) Wikipedia page, they say, I guess she probably had a birthday party at some point in one of the 80 books they put out. (laughs) What are you saying? Emily is canonically eight years old. Nine, not eight and a half. Jesus, <laughs> Jennifer, get your facts straight. 
Yes, but according to <laughs> you, know, in one book she it says she's eight, and then in another book later on she has a birthday. So wouldn't that establish her as a nine-year-old? Get out of my house. <laughs> Don't talk to me again. Um. So then she decides it's time to bathe Clifford, and once again, he looks distraught. He looks defeated. As he should. I think this is the one time where it makes sense for for a dog to be sad. Because traditionally, no, dogs and cats don't like to be bathed. And she does it in uh, a public pool, and she's standing on the diving board, slapping him around with a broom. So <laughs> 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 you do it. And then combs his hair with a fucking metal rake. But he's loving it. Uh, and this is all prep to take him to the dog show. Oh, your expertise. Yes. Now, yeah, this is something I actually know way too much about. Because uh, my girlfriend owns and shows dogs at dog shows. Ooh. <laughs> and I would tell you right now, Clifford, I don't know what the fuck breed he is. He would not get second place. <laughs> Uh, cause everything about this is this is what dog shows are about. It's about conformity mm-hmm. to a breed. Oh, sorry. Like, First off, he's got human teeth. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a big check mark. Uh, he's red. He's yeah. dark. He's a bright red. Uh, he's not even the dog. He's just a man, a really big man in a fur suit. Yeah, this is Jackson in his fur suit. <laughs> Uh, but no, like he is like, he's big. We've established this. He's like thirty feet tall. Would be way outside the conformity, of whatever the fuck breed he is. He would get dead. La- they would not allow him in the dog show. <laughs> He'd be ineligible. Uh, but in this book, he. I'm assuming this is best in show. He gets second fucking place. Loses to a little black poodle. But would that poodle actually win? What is your opinion? I I guess there's a chance. At least this poodle is like the correct size for like a toy poodle. <laughs> you know, like if the poodle was the size of a Great Dane, no. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like the whole purpose of breeds is like a Chihuahua. It's supposed to be small, or it's fucked up. <laughs> Here's my chihuahua. It's six feet tall. Big chihuahua. My chihuahua. 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 A chihuahua. Uh, what are your guys' favorite dog breeds? Uh, mm, I like. I'm gonna go really vanilla and say husky. That's that's a good pick. I yeah, think huskies are popular. They look like look like wolves. They're pretty badass. Yeah, huskies rule. Blue eyes. Um, you tower. Tyler, uh, it's tough. I'd have to like. I'm gonna split it into big dogs and little dogs. Big dogs, <laughs> Clifford. Clifford, of course. Uh, I, I kind of like like um 
like the classic like lab is, is nice. They're just all they're all happy all the time. They're they're fun. Uh, they're not, but like as smaller dogs, I have a a soft spot for the Pekingese. Ooh, mm-hmm. I gotta look them up. They look. I, I think I, I have a hell, idea of them in my mind, but I want to yeah. confirm. Yep, they're the long haired. They like pug like looking dogs. Yeah, yeah. The fl- yeah, I like those dogs. A fl- they're ugly as sin, but <laughs> well, you know, I, I really love like Shiba Inus. That they're. Oh yeah. You went in for the memes. You know, but uh, I once saw a puppy Shiba Inu, and it melted my fucking heart. I was like, "This is what true love is like." <laughs> That's what true love is like. I've never experienced true love. Until I looked at this dog, and you got down on one knee. It's legal in Croatia. You can marry dogs. Hey, hey, hey! That's yeah? true. All right, I did my research. <laughs> Um, We're an advanced civilization. That's where the phrase "son of a bitch" came from. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, like now, so my girlfriend's breed of choice is what she owns and shows are Salukis. So if I didn't say that, I'd, I'd be banned to the couch, stereotypically. Uh, I do like Salukis. They're a cool, weird-looking breed. Um. Oh, it's the dogs you showed me. Hmm? Uh, the really, like, skinny, long dogs. Yeah. Yeah, they look like greyhounds with... They look like uh, stylish greyhounds because they have, like, long ear hair and long tail hair. Um, But they're not as, like, crazy as, like, the Afghans. They just have, like, the long, flowing hair. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in between... Uh, but I'd say my favorite is the Whippet, which is also another like lanky, skinny dog, but they're like smaller and, in my opinion, a little cuter looking. Uh, don't tell my girlfriend I said that. Uh, <laughs> is she going to listen? Tell me. She'll stab me in my sleep. Uh, no, she doesn't listen to any of this shit. <laughs> uh, and I hate laps. Just going to say that. Sorry. Why? Because they're such troublemakers? Uh, I, so, they, Labs are, like, the number one dog in the United States. Uh, I, I don't like dogs that much, honestly. They're a little too hyper and, like, they're a little bit too much of, like, attention horrors to me. They're always like, eh, what are you doing? Uh, can I come with you? What, uh, look at me, pet me. Uh, so I'm more of a cat guy, because they just don't give a fuck. They're, like, having a roommate. Like, you just walk in, they're like, what's up? <laughs> and they just don't move. And that's kind of how Salukis are. And Labs, you know, they they just cannot they like have like they love you too much. I can only ha- I can only handle so much love where it's too much for me. <laughs> and they have like no necks. They're just like these terrifying sausage <laughs> logs. <laughs> um Imagine but, your girlfriend telling like she loves you, and you're like, "Um, can you turn it too down much. a bit?" Like too much. What are you doing over there, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Can I come with you? Pat me. <laughs> <laughs> now, Janice. <laughs> yeah. I wish my girl's name was Janice. <laughs> or like one of those like stereotypical names, Carol. Karen, Karen, Marjorie, Karen, 
Marjorie. Um, so then we're pretty much at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got like all the dogs that like we just got done talking about our favorite dogs, and it show it ends with showing like all these different types of dogs, which all kind of look at the same in the end. And it's like I don't give a fuck about your dogs. I don't give a fuck if your dogs are small, if they're black, white, brown, spotted. Fuck you. You can keep them. Uh, and ends with uh, her hugging her like the cover of the book and saying, "I'll keep Clifford." Wouldn't you? No. 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 I would not. I don't have. I don't have enough cupcakes. I'm not going to move to an island for him. I'm gonna move to the green void for my fucking dog. I mean, that like only mystery novels end with a question like "to be continued," <laughs> or did he? <laughs> like this is a threat. Take him. Take him now, child. Child. <laughs> no, honestly, like after finishing this book, I was like, someone call. With the ASPCA, mm-hmm. that like that the group United States that's like protects like animal cruelty, like cats and dogs. You see those like commercials all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like missing eyeballs and shit. Someone call Sarah McLaughlin and <laughs> rescue this poor dog from Emily. She's a terrible owner. I mean, um, she's a, pre- a pretty sadistic kid. Yeah, like what did it for me was the the tent thing, like stabbing sticks into his poor ears and lighting a fire right under his face, forcing him to breathe in like smoke fumes. <laughs> I, I I mean that's pretty bad, but the hot then, tea directly to the tongue. Yeah, and then the next the next book is Clifford gets a job, so she's not even like satisfied with that. She like forces him to go get a job for her. <laughs> To make like the extortion ring she had running was not enough money already. She sends him out to get a job. It really is a slap in the face of communism. Just her <laughs> slapping communism around. <laughs> and just think all about right. all the kids who uh, who mimicked everything that happened in this book with their own dogs, sticking yeah. sticks in their dogs' ears and. Throwing them in pools and beating them. Feeding them chocolate cupcakes and pouring hot tea on their tongue. Yeah. Trying was, to clean them with a broom. It was the 60s. They didn't know chocolate kills dogs. I don't know. There was another book I read recently. Which one was that? Um, Bonicula? Mm-hmm. Once again, it was like, I think that one's written in the 70s. Just like kids just giving. Entire chocolate cupcakes to dogs. No, don't do that. So I don't know when that became common knowledge. Nineteen eighty. Why are all of our dogs sick? <laughs> Why are they all puking all the time? Is this what dogs are supposed to do? And just imagine like a bowl of Snicker bars at a wet's office, and like, oh, you were a good doggy. You have a Snickers. Yeah, the vet's like, I don't know. We gave him, we gave him Hershey bars. It's not working. <laughs> what are we doing wrong? <laughs> Back then, that was their their treatment for everything. Like, just giving Hershey bars, like 
even like at regular hospitals, it's like, oh, you, you, it sounds like you got a case of the sniffles. Here you go, candy bar. <laughs> yeah, like Snickers had like a huge like um, uh, influence on the government. They're trying to get they had like a huge lobbying firm forcing it into like medical practices. <laughs> like, hungry? Why wait? <laughs> this will this is a cure for your hunger and other things too. <laughs> It just depends how good your uh, coverage is, like your insurance. So depending on that, that's how, how fancy of a chocolate you get. Yeah, it's like medical marijuana <laughs> of that era. was like medical chocolate. <laughs> we, we my insurance want... covers my Snickers. <laughs> Mary Poppins with a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah, it was bad times. It's <laughs> what led to the diabetes epidemic for us later on, and for the dogs, and for us, because <laughs> you ate the dogs. Yes, oh. we ate those sweet, sweet dogs full of chocolate. <laughs> All right, now is a good time to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll give our review of Clifford, the Big Red Dog. All right. All right. Okay, so today on ILS TV News, we're going to be interviewing Clifford here. So, Clifford, well, I heard that the book fair is going to be this week. Is that true? Okay. So, is it going to be there in time for Grandparents' Day? What are your favorite books, Clifford? All right, we're back, and it's time to review Clifford the Big Red Dog. Tyler, we'll start with you. Uh, what did you think of Clifford the Big Red Dog? Um, you know, it was a simpler time. Didn't really need much to to make a hit <laughs> book, I guess. It's an okay, it's fine. Uh, uh, there's not much, it's not much to say about it. Yeah. For something that's sparked a huge franchise, a f super famous cartoon character, the mascot of a corporation. <laughs> what, do you, what would you review this book? Would you give this book best in show? <laughs> uh, best in group? Best breed? Best I, would, I would give it... In show, you'd give it in show. Just in show. It's allowed in the show. It's, it made an appearance. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, Martin. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, this was actually my first time encountering Clifford and a big red dog. So, I mean, I let it into the Independently show. Independently of each other, like this was the first time you encountered Clifford, and this is the first time you encountered a big red dog. Yeah. Well, mm. it was a lot of first things for me. Yeah, and no, it's like honestly, it's pretty basic. Like, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing really special about it. That's it. Would you? All right, 
Would you give this best in show? No, but I'd let it watch the show. Yo, you just let it watch the show. It's not even in the show. No, no, it, it can uh, it can compete. It can compete. <laughs> it's just you're gonna have to do more, kid. <laughs> Man, this this is incredible. I love how we can, it's so bland. There's so little to this. There's like nothing for us to say. Like we've had other books where you know there's quite a bit. To say surprisingly for a kid's book. Um, and we've had some bland ones. And god damn this one is up there. If not one of the most. I don't know. Like one thing we didn't really touch on was the artwork. Uh, yeah, that's... Really nothing to even say there. It's it's serviceable. Uh, like it's got uh, like ink with I don't know. Watercolor kind of looking color scheme big splashes of color i have actually more green questions. voids like we said ah. what do you say martin i have more questions about clifford's expressions it's like out a few pages i'm like struggling to understand what his expression is supposed to convey yeah <laughs> yeah it's like is he happy is he sad is he in pain i think most of the time <laughs> it's just supposed to be like uh, he's a dog <laughs> That's that's the expression. Just a droopy dog, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, even like the way he is drawn at times, it looks like the artist. I'm assuming this is it's written and the art is done by Norman. Looks like he's struggling with like just drawing dogs at times, like their anatomy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I got nothing else to add. You said you guys said like two sentences each, and I got nothing else to add to it. It's so fucking basic. It's a basic bitch of a book. Uh, no, it's it's not. It is not a best in show. It's not. I'll allow it in the show, but I'm telling you, it's not gonna do well. It's it's gonna get like fifth, like fifth or sixth place in its breed of whatever the fuck breed he's supposed to be. I think he's a Labrador, probably. Bad dog. Uh, to me, he's got the big floppy ears. Uh, it's almost like a basset hound or something. Like a bloodhound. Like blood red hound. I don't know. Actually, yeah, maybe. It's, it's a really generic looking dog. Hound dog. It's an American dog. <laughs> <laughs> Most American fucking dog. Isn't there like a, a beer too that's like called Big Red Dog or something? Like Red Dog? What? What? what There's just like Blue Moon. I swear there's a dog. There's, yeah, there's a beer called Red Dog. Red, red Dog. Okay. <laughs> red Dog. We had a thing with Red Dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's our that's our review of... Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, um, as to quote Justin, a basic bitch of a book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could summarize it. Alright. That's our opinion. Um, now, I forgot to look up reviews on Amazon for this one. <laughs> My bad. Whoops. 
Is it on there? Just like this book, like the first. Uh, it is, but uh, I feel like it's one of those situations we've had before, where like people oh, no. are reviewing multiple, yeah, Clifford books under this, because like there are a lot of people who are talking about like, oh, Clifford's teaching good manners, and like that's not in this at all, but yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you share the ones you found? If you found any. <laughs> while I look up sure Uh, surprising number of like of course you know this is a beloved book for whatever reason which one are you going off of is it this 8x8 one yeah the 8x8 one um yeah there there are like this is a very popular book so like most of these are 5 stars 4 stars um but there's like a surprising amount of people who are like don't seem to mention like their kids at all they're just like going into way too much detail like these grown adults <laughs> like talking about like how either they get it or they don't get it either way they're giving it a good review like there's uh, one by James Sadler written in 2004 it's uh, kind of a long review it says uh Clifford is one of those literary creatures who adults find hard to quite get. I'm among those adults, but I have to admit, my children love all things Clifford, and when uh, when his show is playing on the local PBS channel, it's must see TV time for my or for the kids. Um, this is the book that launched Clifford's career. Originally released, blah blah blah. Uh, the main thing I wanted to get from this is a. Uh, Towards the end, uh, it says uh, the very last like paragraph he gives uh, is like uh, oddly in this the first book of the series there is no explanation for why Clifford is a giant dog. <laughs> uh, I've never sorted out how tall he actually is. Sometimes he appears to be ten to twelve feet tall. Sometimes he's twice that height. Of course, my four-year-old could care less about explanations. She yeah, just dude. loves him. But I just like that he's like, well, why don't they say how he got to be so big? What the fuck's going on? I need everything he, explained he demands a prequel. in my children's book that's 12 pages long. I mean, they made the puppy books. I don't know, dude. <laughs> but it wasn't explained in this one, the first one. Yeah. Wait, did we ever get to see Clifford's mom? I think so because when I was researching this, it like says like he has a whole family, like he has a he has parents and siblings and shit. So I don't know if like his parents are also huge and they just come from some <laughs> Galapagos island thing where they evolved into giant dogs. That's never explained, and it upsets me greatly. You know, I miss- why. I miss kind of that about writing and games and generally it's just like things that are weird but don't have an explanation. I love when they do that. I hate when things are explained most of the time. Especially in horror. It's like in most stories, I mean, it's like you know, like this is an example, like the Joker or something. It's like he just kind of appears. He's a crazy dude who likes anarchy and it's all about amusing himself. I'm never like, I wish I had a backstory for this guy. What's his deal? How did he get like this? <laughs> I want this explained in brutal detail. Just like, let it be. <laughs> Those are some of my favorite reviews that we found, though. Tellers, like, an adult 
being extremely critical yeah. of a little kid's book. And then, like, but my kid likes it. <laughs> yeah, that's not important. <laughs> the target demographic of this book likes it. I don't get it. <laughs> um, So I did find a couple of good one-star reviews. Okay. Uh, so we got here terrible story one star a lot of typos in this I'm just gonna ignore here says this book is awful don't buy it the series emphasizes on how Clifford is always ready to help people in the island he is a valuable member in his community often recalling positive words the story in this book is not like that at all. Instead, it says that Clifford chews shoes, can't hide the play, hide and seek because it's too big and so on. <laughs> in addition, the pictures aren't good either. Neither Emily Elizabeth or Cliff Clifford re resemble the actual characters. Very disappointing. <laughs> Hold on, dude. <laughs> this is the book... Where this all comes from? What are you talking about? It doesn't resemble them. <laughs> and then I've seen multiple complaints here as I was skimming through this of like him not looking like the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the cartoon uh, came 40 years after the book came out. <laughs> yeah. And that's like one of those like on model arguments. Like it's, this is like, of course it's going to look rougher. No, no, Dog pun intended. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to look rougher because it's like the first book and like it's not the art's not great. It doesn't really get any better, but like it, it's not that different, really. But no, it, it you'll you won't mistake this for Clifford, for God's sakes. Uh, <laughs> and also just like how he is like he's, he's saying here that like he's supposed to be this helpful member of society. But one of his faults is that he can't do hide and seek well. Like this piece of shit, this motherfucker, <laughs> goes around saying he's a valuable member of our society, can't even play hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> and I got one more. Uh, another one star review. Similar, similar argument. Um, titled, and he said that because the pictures in the book do not look like at. Do not look at all like the cartoon. Uh, it says, my son opened the book. I said, look, Clifford. And he replied, no, it's not Clifford. And he said that because the pictures in the book do not look at all like the cartoon. What? <laughs> one star. I, I, I love the reasoning behind Like That's a justifiable reason to give it one star. Yeah. In 2015. <laughs> My kid didn't think this looked like Clifford. So this book sucks. I wonder if she ever just like <laughs> sits alone at night and thinks about that review she left. Yeah, well, she's probably like, yeah, that'll serve him right. Author's dead. <laughs> and sips some wine. Yes. I did some good in this world. Five people found this review helpful, though. <laughs> I, I also like, I wonder if it like, blew her mind. She's like showing this to her kid. Look, Clifford, and he's like, "No, it's not." What? Wait, I thought this one this was Clifford. <laughs> no, that's not Clifford, Mom. Oh, what the fuck? 
Like, all this time, <laughs> I thought this was Clifford. <laughs> oh my god. Who is this? <laughs> Martin is short. It's Martin Short. <laughs> He's a, he's, turns out he's a bad boy. I would be, I wouldn't be, com- wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't even her kid. It was just like a random lady going up to. It's like, look, Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's Clifford, the big red dog. I don't think we'll be revisiting this guy anytime soon. But hey, he's an icon somehow, United States. Why? None of us know. None of us learned why throughout the course of this meeting. So, um, Martin, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, anything you'd like to plug right now, please uh, go right ahead. Um, well, I don't really have anything except my own stuff. Is that okay? Yep. Yep, that, that warrants a plug. <laughs> Unless you want to plug someone else's work. Yeah, no, no, no it's okay, it's okay, I can do mine. Uh, so, uh, I make Hot Paper Comics, uh, you can mm-hmm. check them out, just search for Hot Paper Comics on any of, so, uh, of the social media platforms. Yeah, we even did a, a little collab, uh, Mr. Lowenstein did a, a collaboration with Hot Paper Comics that you can find on either one of our social medias. What a good collaboration it was, I'm telling you. Hmm. Yeah, it was like a matchup of the century. People have been <laughs> couldn't wait for our <laughs> combined forces. <laughs> like the ultimate comic crossover. <laughs> I, sh- I showed it to my friend and he wept. He wept tears of joy. <laughs> uh, he's still crying, too. <laughs> Yeah, this is why I have a river in my town now. <laughs> and Justin Timberlake couldn't be more pleased. Um, so if you'd like to reach out to the Hardly Boys, uh, got plenty of options for you. Uh, you can write us an email, hardlyboysbookclub at gmail.com. Uh, send us book suggestions for books you want to read. We got a backlog that we're going to dive into soon. Um uh, if you want to find us on our social media, we're on Twitter at Hardly Boys Pod. Follow us on there. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on whatever's left of Tumblr. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, where we post uh, all the episodes. And if you're subscribed to us on iTunes, please rate and review us. Five star reviews only. Give us best in show, please. <laughs> Or we'll sick Clifford on you. We will, unless your name's Jackson, we're coming for you. Dog <laughs> will come and crush you. Please listen to our first episode. Show show the first episode to a small child and see if they say that's not Hardly Boys Book Club. <laughs> no, because then we'll get one star review. <laughs> uh. And I'll conclude this meeting of the Hardly Boys Book Club. Thank you so much for listening. I've been club president Justin Westover with Tyler Hendricks. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Here comes Clifford, Bye. everyone loves Clifford, the biggest, reddest dog in history. Here comes Clifford, you can count on Clifford for fun.
Lift it 